Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to Brooko Mode for episode 27 for our third episode of Jet. And today's prompt is a conversation I've been meaning to have. So we're going to be talking about social comparison and Jack's going to kick us away. Oh, I didn't mean like that. I was just finally um, happy to see you on the camera, mate. <laughs> <laughs> finally got your face in the camera. Yeah. Feels good. All yeah. three on the couch. So, uh, social comparison. Yeah, it's interesting because I think a lot of people get can a bit stuck with social comparison because they either are a bit extreme with it, like, oh, um, I'm someone who compares or I don't. Like, I think there's an appropriate time to use social comparison and, and how we conceptualise other people in our own world, our inner world can be so important um, with how we feel about ourselves. So I don't know if anyone's got anything to start. Well, I think I said something off camera before we started about like how quick we are to compare to others and how fast we do it subconsciously. I think we were talking about footy earlier. Um and people were talking about you, Jack, and I thought, oh, why don't people talk about maybe people don't talk about me like that? And it's not something that like, I need to worry about because it it, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter who talks about you or how they talk about you because, A, like, if it's not coming from a, a respected person and if it's not constructive, then it's pointless. So I think it's subconscious people just compare themselves to others and if they don't get anything good out of it, then it harms them. It's natural. Mm. It's how you take it, but it sort of also it comes back to like the self-talk. If you tell yourself like, like I don't really need to be like that person. Like, oh, fuck, I saw a good quote. Um, actually, it could have been, I think it was Braden, Braden Ainsworth. Yeah. I think so. he said, um, be yourself because everyone else is taken. Yeah, it's a good, you say it's, that one? It's, it's a good Dill Buckley quote. Dill Buckley Dill takes Buckley? it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's awesome because, fuck. They nail it. Like they mm. absolutely nail it. Be yourself because everyone's taken. And I don't know, I, I definitely take that <coughs> uh, into my life. I don't really worry about, or I try not to worry as much as possible what everyone else is doing. Um, 
obviously you want to be invested in your mates and all that sort of stuff, but comparing and worrying about what others are doing is just only going to harm you usually. You can look up to people, like like we were saying before. You can you can look up to people, the best in the business, the Alex Hormozzi or whatever. Hormozzi, yeah. Hormozzi, yeah, yeah nail the name. Um, you can look up to him because, like, he's a great mentor. You can learn a lot of him. But don't go into your shell and go, oh, fuck, he speaks so well. He knows all this stuff. Fuck, I'm nowhere near him. Because I think we underestimate the volume of work that these successful people have put oh, in. Absolutely. And we don't, I think because we're in a world where we want instant gratification and we want to be like that person straight away because it's like an ideal self. For me, like the people like Chris Williams and all these people with successful podcasts, they represent like an ideal version of me in terms of how successful their podcasts have come. But I've probably put in less than 1% of the work that they've put in. So I don't, ha- here's what I think. I don't have a right to be, angry or jealous i don't have that right because i haven't put in the work you you can't i think mark manson talks about it but like you can't be angry for not being like for not being someone if you don't put in the work they've put in like um an interesting thing is we talk about you can compare up to these people versus comparing down and i would much rather compare to these up the people up and sort of like and look at what they've done, sort of pave a way forward for me. Because I look at it like this, like if you have a room full of 10 people, including yourself, and everyone's average, and you're the best there, you think you're great. But how great are you really? I think that's good. Uh, you can compare up, but almost change that mindset. Instead of comparing, you're aspiring. You're aspiring to be like the person you, you're looking at. Like mm-hmm. a, talking about in the podcasting game, when you, you, you look at someone and you c- compare what you're doing to what they're doing, but you're aspiring to be like them. You're taking things that they're doing and putting them into your own stuff. So you just learn what they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah, they do well. Yeah, um, it's changing the mindset of if you're negatively comparing yourself to someone, it's almost changing the way you're thinking to go. Oh well, look, you know, I'm not doing as well as this person, or they're doing so much better than I am. What can I do to do better? Instead of going, oh, they're doing so much better than I am, I'm just no good. So it's changing that point where you're forgetting that you're not where they are and looking to where you can get to where they are. I, I think a lot of people look up to people, right, um, successful people, and I think it really annoys them because they remind them of the fact that they gave up on their dreams mm. and they're the people, like you see, I see it all the time with like, you see people put down these AFL stars and all these people who are ambitious to play AFL and then they're putting down these people, and I, th- I don't think it's the fact that they actually care that much, but they represent an ideal that they couldn't live up to. And it really, nothing hits worse, or nothing hits harder internally than the disconnect between the person you think you could become and the person that you are. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, for me, that's resonated a lot with my life. Like, you just, when you talk about that instant thought that comes to your head, like that instant comparison you have. And when you're not taking the steps, like I feel like I'm taking so many steps to the person I want to become. I just don't have that instantaneous like comparison within me. And maybe it's because I'm, I know that I'm on a journey where I'm becoming the person I know I can become. And, and I think that takes away a lot of that tension or that, that automaticity. I don't know how to say that word, but like stuff. that instant, that thought or that negative feeling when we start comparing to other people, because I know that I'm, 
on a path to get the best out of myself. And that, to me, is there's nothing more comfortable in life when I'm on that sort of journey. We said it in the first ep- episode of Jet, and it's what you just said, is it's such a negative world. Why don't we start changing the way we talk? And it's the way we talk in real life that changes that inner voice. So if we're not as kind and respectful out in public, we're not going to be that behind closed doors in our own heads. So learning to, A, give confidence to others and B, uh, show respect for others can change the way that you respect yourself. Because if you start comparing and looking down on yourself, looking at, oh, well, I'm not good enough here, you're not respecting how much work you've done. Whereas I some days I wake up and I'm just like, oh, I just don't want to do anything today. But uh, you open up Instagram or you you read stuff and it's like, oh, well, fuck, you, the, the people that you look up to and you're not doing what they're doing. And it's like, oh, well, fuck, I'm, I'm not good enough there. But it's changing the mindset. It's like, oh, well, no, I'm, yes, I'm not good enough here, but what can I do to change that? It's probably the one bad or downside to social media being having, having instant access to <clears throat> what may seem day-to-day life. Like, you see your David Goggins, like, look, he probably does do fucking a lot um, behind closed doors, like, working on himself. But he actually might not be the perfect person. Like, he obviously puts out this perfect person. I'm sure he is. I'm not just saying this, but no one actually knows unless you're close to him. And I think, <clears throat> especially, I think females struggle this with, with this more um, when they see, like, you know, the Instagram models and they start comparing their bodies, um, their looks, and, like, they actually might, like, some, and I'm, I don't want to put anyone down, but, like, that female um, model, she actually might have an eating disorder or something, but no one knows, and she's skinny and she looks perfect to someone, but in reality she d- doesn't have the perfect life, and that's why comparing comparing yourself to... Someone like that, it's just, it can be really unhealthy. Obviously, like, the perfect body. I know I'm going on a way different trend no, no, no. here, but it's uh, the person that asked this question. I don't know if she's, if it's a boy or a girl or it's a bloke. Um, but, like, we're talking about all these successful people and we want to be like them. But when you strip it all back, a lot a lot of it, I think, would come down to, like, they want to look like someone. Yep. Um not just the way that people act. Well, I think it's a lot more prominent now, especially in with TikTok and Instagram getting bigger and bigger is like it's, 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 the, it's the way you want to look and everyone focuses on, oh, you don't look like this person who's six foot four and has muscles on muscles, but you're five foot ten and, you know, a little bit flabby. But, you know, but that that's that's normal. Yeah. Like yeah. it's... That's point oh one percent of the people look like mm-hmm. that, and half the time they're not. It's not like it's. Once again, I'm going on a different tangent here, but it's it's not natural. You don't. These people sometimes are on steroids, and they've got things they're doing behind closed doors to make them look like that. Photoshop and things like that, but you see it, and we take everything at face value, mm-hmm. like we spoke about before. Yep. So we look at it and go, well, "I'm I'm not that," and then you put yourself down for it, and it's comparing yourself to. 0.01% of the population, whereas 99.9% is what you are. And that's what everyone else is. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, social media is a highlight reel, as we know, and we see end products. We see the best of the best because they have these massive followings, and it's unrealistic. But the average person in America is obese, has less than $1,000 in their bank account, and isn't happy. So the, th- the bar could never be lower in this world to, to be above average. It's actually incredibly easy. It's just that we're so f- – the information we see is so filtered, it creates this illusion that we aren't good enough or we're, we're not enough. But, in fact, the two people sitting next to me are in such a high, um, like, proportion in terms of, like, socioeconomic status, just, like – and, like, with their, with their weight, with just everything about them – and you, they could look at their social media, and and they wouldn't might not think that because they're following they're following the best of the best. Whereas we're not following people from third world countries. We're not following all like the people from the poorer suburbs who we don't know. Like it's just we there's too much information out there, and we only see. The stuff that makes us feel shit, I think. You made a great point about Instagram and TikTok's a highlight reel. It's like that's it's the best of the best. Like <clears throat> if you're looking at it from a footy point of view, because you know, that's half the place we, we we go. It's you might get a highlight reel from a game of footy, and the game looks great, but that's you might see a minute and a half of a game, and the rest of the game's a scrappy, scrappy game where you, you got to fight hard. And I think you can take that in life. We we try and aspire to have our life as a highlight reel, but no one wants to do the 100 minutes of work of footy. No one wants to, everyone wants to do the, everyone wants to see the, the 30 seconds where you take five bounces and you, you kick a goal. But that's not what, that's not what footy is, but you put that in a life situation. No one wants to do the hard work because they, all they want to do is look like someone or they want to be like someone, but they, they don't know what, it takes to get there. I think that's where pe- pe- people struggle. We're too busy looking at the end results instead of worrying about the journey. It's enjoying the journey. I know everyone says it, but it, it honestly is like. Well, like you said, people aren't willing to put in the work. And I think we, two things, a lot of us don't know the steps to get there, and we also underestimate the volume. So we just see an end product, like I said, on social media. And yeah, it's like, oh, I want to look like that. And you're motivated. But then it's like, are you willing to get up early? Are you willing to be disciplined? Are you willing to set workout program and adhere to it for a long time? Are you willing to make sacrifices? Um, and all of us, here's here's an interesting point. The the most the most best plan you could come up with, like the best um, plan or routine for your life. It's better to have a mediocre plan and adhere to that and you'll get way better outcomes than some grand plan that you're stuck for for one to two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is I think we've become fixated on these like really idealistic people. And I do – I have a natural tendency to do it all the time. You see all these people who are ripped and big and strong and it's like, yes, but that means – that's. but what happens is to do that you have to implement a routine or program that is – really hard to adhere to it's unsustainable and then you don't get the results you compare your progress to the to the ideal state that you're trying to do it's nowhere near it you stop 
you feel shit rather than being realistic and saying, okay, I want to look better and that's great. Here's a plan I can adhere to consistently. I improve, but I didn't expect to become this like this person I see on Instagram because they're doing t- ten, they've done 10 times the amount of work and at least you can be more content with that. I think it, you can put it into like a, I think what's gotten big on TikTok is a lot about bodybuilding, especially in men's culture. And everyone wants to look like a bodybuilder, but they don't know that that is, like we said, point one of what they do. Is that? Yeah, exactly. That That is the end goal, and then they start again. So, and I, I found a great quote on, on TikTok where we, we look at greatness, and this quote says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Mm. And so I will... Everyone wants to be great and then gives up before they've even kind of gotten there. It's like... It, Fear of failure also yeah. sneaks into there. Mm-hmm. Like they they want to start in their head, but it's like, what happens if I, if I can't or it doesn't happen? Yeah. If I don't get to that six-pack perfect build, mm. what happens and then? I, I think it's, it's a lack of patience in people. I know that I've struggled with it for sure, 100%, <laughs> is sometimes you want to get somewhere with study. Absolutely. Like, I... I Always think about, oh, you know, I'll start this assignment two weeks early just so I can get a good run with it, so I can have a, 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 a good base. And I'll go, all right, I've got two weeks. Then you wait, oh, I've got 11 days still. Like I, I can do it within 10 days easily. So you, you know, you go to bed, you wake up the next day, forget about it. Oh, you know, I'm busy. It gets uh, three days before, and you're like, oh, you know, it's not great that I've done this, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. I'll start today. And then it gets to the day of the assignment, and you haven't done anything. And now all of a sudden, you put in a mediocre effort because that's all, all you can do in a day for an assignment. So I think it's it's a great quote. Like you have to start first. You can't be perfect. And no one's perfect. No one's ever perfect. But you, you can't get to B without starting at A. There's something about consistency where it's like it was a, in the podcast I was listening to today, it said, being consistent doesn't guarantee success, but if you're not consistent, that'll guarantee you're not successful. That's fucking sick. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I think it's the fact we just – I think a lot of us, we have this whole, like, trust the process thing, and this, I think it's fine to – here's how I conceptualise it for myself. I don't care in the, if I fail because I gave it my all by being consistent with what I believe is a really strong process of becoming the person I want to be. And I can live with not being enough only if I gave enough. Mm-hmm. If you feel me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know some days I get home and you haven't done much in, in the day and you feel shit about yourself because you haven't done anything. It's like, I, who said it? Might have been Theo Vaughn said, I don't want to get to 75 after I've had 75 opportunities to have the best year of my life, why don't I start today? So, well, why am I thinking, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get there eventually and then not, not start? Why don't I try and have the best year of my life in anything? Like it, I could be focusing on study for a certain period of time or sports or uh, my relationships. Like why, why do I wait until something hits me until I change. I think um, Egan touched on it in a voice moment in our group chat. Something to do with like a study that was taken 
and they'd ask them something about their dreams or something. Was that with the, the, the gun. gun? Yeah. Yeah, so that was an interesting one mm. where they held a gun to someone's head and they said, you've got to do this thing, which I don't actually know what it was, but you've got to do this certain thing or basically you're going to die. Versus the other group, which was, you've got to do this thing and you get whatever you want. So basically, it it tried to figure out what motivates us and it basically, you're 10 times more likely to do that thing if you had the gun to your head rather than being promised whatever you want. So basically, they regressed f- fear into the fear of death. So basically, that study showed that what we're actually scared of is dying and there's, it's more of a prominent thing in our mind than, than having what we want. We're actually... And this this bloke believes that people who are live a life that's fueled by the fact that they're fearful that they won't live a life that they're going to regret is is like the biggest indicator of someone who's successful. And there was a study where all these people who are successful, I'm going to misquote this, but they had a, a lot of them had these prerequisites. It was like some superiority complex. Um, there was some like little trauma, but there's like this this need to. Um, there is this feeling of inadequacy and a lot of these successful people the core ingredients is a superiority complex so they want to be greater than other people um, insufficiency so they felt inadequate and then and so you couple all these sort of things together and there's these people who don't feel good enough but they have a drive to be good enough and it's a huge determinant of people who are successful so I think if we can use ignorance is key here because I think a lot of us are on cruise control in life and we don't think about um, the fact we're going to die. And I'm not trying to be too deep, but the point is a lot of us don't have as much agency or control, whatever you want to call it. We don't believe we control our outcomes in our life. As, And I, I think that once we have a good relationship with the fact that we are going to die and our mortality, we can use it in the right ways to frame some of the decisions we make in life we don't take life on enough because you know because we're scared of certain things but in a hundred years is it really going to matter and they're not sort of gone off topic a bit but it does come down to social comparison because everything because it relates to other people which then relates to ourselves so we'll try and find a way to intertwine this back in but anyone else got a point well you sort of said it i was just thinking about the um i forgot where i saw it but it's Spoke said, in 100 years, we're all going to die. Anyone that's alive right now, they're pretty much going to be dead. And then say that like, someone thought or talked shit about you or <coughs> didn't like what you did. I think this is Hormozy. Was it Hormozy? And yeah, he, he talks a lot about this, this. And then he said, but guess what? Whoever they told, in 100 years, they're going to be dead too. Oh, yeah. And pretty much they're just saying, so why does it actually matter what, like, what you do? Go out and do, like, live your dream. Live whatever life you want to live. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to be accepted by everyone. Um, but, yeah, pretty much just live your dream life. I fuck, would have been ages ago that I saw it and it was someone talking about that when we all die, there will be a time where, like, your name will be spoken about for the last time and that's it. So why make a reputation for yourself of living your dreams and living the, your life to the fullest where people talk about you after you're gone saying, you know, hey, 
he really gave it a crack. Like he lived up to his dreams. He did all these things that he wanted to do in life. Whereas, you know, and it's you don't need to be spoken about for the rest or for a hundred years after you're gone. But I definitely, if if you know, if I was to die tomorrow, I'd want people to talk about me in a way that you know I tried hard and everything that I could, and I probably haven't. But that's something that I think we all can improve on. Is if you were to die tomorrow, what's someone going to say about you? And is it- it's the eulogy. Yeah, people yeah. use it a lot actually yep. when they're talking about. Um, like motivating you, like what would be on your eulogy if you died tomorrow, and then people would start thinking, like, fuck. Are they gonna? Are you look at? Are they gonna start talking about your achievements or the person you were? And a lot of the time, when we compare upwards to these people, like we we compare in a way that makes us feel bad about ourselves, or even like looking at people on Instagram for girls who see these other girls, and then they. It inspires them to do certain things. It's so external. And like you said, one day it's not even going to matter. And I know it's so easy to sit here and talk about this stuff. but it's very easy. <laughs> but like you said, your actions, I think I'm getting to the space where your actions have to be meaningful. That's That's where sort of internal value comes from, I think. Internal actions drive internal value and a path towards self-growth in a way that external motivation cannot take you to. I, I, was, I was listening to it. Trying was, to unpack that. I, I, I'm trying to come up. I keep seeing all these... Words I keep brain. seeing all these Hormozy and um, Williamson quotes and I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to get too fixated. Like, I love following them, listening to them, but I, I want to be able to, like, have thoughts of my own and, like... Compartmentalise their thoughts. And you, like, else, yeah. learn from them but not be too, like, regurgitating Gordon Wood. Yeah. <laughs> have you it's, seen that? It's, it's just fucking, so good. Like, good you listen hunting, to them and you're like, good will, hunting. good will hunting. It's like, you got any thoughts of your own or yeah, you're just going to... Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that sums it up. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like, it just sums it up. But it is hard not to do it because when you, like... But you know they what? are the best. It's be- yeah, it's because you s- like for me. Like, I love listening to them. I love trying to sort of regurgitate in my own way what they say. It's because I just resonate so strongly that not just because trying to the be fact I'm trying to be a podcast yeah. like them, but it's yeah. the fact that their ideologies, their beliefs are so coherent with mine that I'm just like, fuck. I sort of like this is exactly what I'm trying to. You're conceptualizing and putting things exactly how I wish I. I've got a question for you. When you, the thought you just had, like, you know, I, I don't want to say exactly what, what they say. How do you, when you're listening to something like that, do you ever think, oh, I'll say that again? Or like, how, how do you compare yourself to them? Like, do you try and figure out how you can say what they've said in a different way? Or do you just, because they are the best of, of yeah. the best. So sometimes what they say, you kind of have to regurgitate. Do you try and... Com- talking about social comparison, do you try and compare yourself to them or do you try and aspire to be like them? I think recently I've listened to heaps in the last few days and it's like sometimes they just say it in a way where you don't need to try and say it any other way. But there are times where, you know, I sort of want to take it and take my own spin on it. But then again, I just... You can get all philosophical about words and and, and like how words... You can just redefine it, reuse it, and 
and just make up your own shit. But I think with guys like them, I think I'm just jealous of how how much they know that I want to know. But it's not t- it's not un- it's not turning me away from learning. Like I'm just you're just envious of yeah. Them. I just yeah. I'm like fuck these blokes are like done so much of the shit I want to do. I can't do what they've done in a day. But all I can do is control today and try and learn and grow as much because I want to be in sort of a, a headspace that they're in. Not because I'm trying to be them, but because they're in a sort of uh, in that field in a in a space where I know that's similar to where I really want to be. I think what you're trying to do is um, invite them on the podcast. So <laughs> Alex Almozzi, uh Theo Von, and what was that? Little? Chris Williamson. Welcome to come on anytime. <laughs> Love to have you on, jet boys. Please. Episode four. You're welcome to join us. Fly over. Theo Private Von. jet. It could be jet two T. He will not be paying for your trip. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Probably not in the funds. <laughs> Anyone wants to sponsor that one? <laughs> nah. Um, I, I was going to say, like... Um, when we talk about social comparison, I think everyone, when, and when we compare ourselves to our friends, it's, I know a lot of people say that the people you hang around, you eventually become. Five closest. Yeah. So your five closest friends, you eventually pick things that they have that you turn into. Okay. So I'll ask you a question why you, mm. why you said that. So five closest friends, mm. would you say you've taken some traits from them? Oh, Two million percent. And could you name some now or not, not off the top of your dome? I could name some, yeah. 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 Go on then. Uh, <laughs> um, Is that vulnerable? Well, fuck, I think I've tried to be more... A good man of mine, Connell, I think he's fucking just almost the leader of our group. Yep. Like our, our school group, he's just he's just so organised. He's got his, his whole life set. He's got a really good job. He's at university. It's just like... I. I look at him and I, oh fuck, he's kind of got everything sorted. So you're comparing yourself, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's not, not about yeah, the, prob- yeah, yeah. the problem. Is perception, yeah. isn't it though? Because he he might listen to this and then he, and you never know what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. he'd be like, yeah. fuck. So this is the pers- problem with social media and perception. You see some, you see some ideal person, but that's just an outside. Imagine, you know, like you said, with the people who have, you see these models, celebrities. Um, Hormozy was saying his dad was happiest for him. When he was at his lowest and saddest, he was most he was most proud of his son when he was at his lowest, and he thought, okay, so there's no correlation between what other people think of me and what I think of myself. Exactly. That's so true as well. Like fuck, like because you could say that to Connor and be like, Connor would be like, oh, I'm, this job's average. I'm actually, you know, I don't feel that happy. Like, I'm not saying yeah. this is what yeah, he thinks, no, but of I'm just yeah. in his internally, it's, yeah. Because, like, like you said, the five closest people influence you in in much more subtler ways than you, and you think. Not is, always positive as well. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's, 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 that's where the I was going thing. next. Is sometimes, yeah. sometimes the people that you hang around that might not necessarily be your mates, but you, you're around them more often. Yeah. Sometimes you take, and it's subconscious. You don't do it consciously. Mm. Take traits from them. I know that. After, I think, oh, I forgot who it was. Oh, I'm not going to name it anyway, but I started to take traits off this person that I wasn't exactly, I didn't, not, I just didn't respect what they did. Mm. And I eventually found myself doing, talking like yeah, this. Yeah, fuck, that's happening to me. two people like this person would. And I was like, oh, what the f-? 
you sort of have to catch yourself and like, what the fuck am I doing? What like, am I doing? There's Why pl- am I doing this? And it's because yeah. you're around them too often and everyone says, you know, you don't need a hundred friends, you just need three good friends. Mm. But it is true. But I'm not going to say like, oh, fuck, I, I love the friends that I'm, I've, I've got and I haven't got three of them. I've got more than that. Yeah. But I've, I feel like I'm now better at um, discerning who I need to be around and who I don't need to be around. So I think, and it, that's where we compare ourselves is, and I think this person was pretty respected in, in our group and very well liked. And I, I just thought, you know, I just don't need to take traits from this person. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But I, I, I remember just, I think I sent, in, uh, I sent a message to a group chat once and I thought, this is not how I talk. Like I've just, uh, I've almost stolen their lingo entirely. There's plenty of psychology studies that show like you start to just like become like them. Like there's a lot of implicit tests where like you become someone say things and you're not even like consciously aware of it just because it like gets trained and it goes in your subconscious, which is why you have to be so account. Like we talk about like comparison and stuff. That's why I have a big emphasis on like, being conscious and aware of the person I want to become, having clarity with that because then every time you make decisions, you sort of, you're accountable to that, like accountable to someone you want to be and it, and it makes when you have difficult decisions like friends, like, oh, should I like be like, it's like you have a guideline, you have a framework. It's not, oh, I've been with friends with this person for this long and then, and then your brain starts, you're, emotional brain starts taking the easy road out and making justifications for him. Um, and it, how many times have, have we just given our friends the benefit of the doubt when they've done something so wrong? And it's just, and we, and especially the larger your group is. And sometimes I notice this, we have big groups, but it's like you're close, but you, you're not actually like as close as you think. And you don't actually know as much as the group as you think you do. Because a lot of the thing has been built around surface level things you spend a lot of time together and this is how i feel sometimes it's like you don't actually know them as well as you think and then and then you don't have the courage to call them out yep. and do you know why it's because you don't actually know who the fuck they are and who they're trying to be because because then because if i knew this person wanted to be like this person i can confidently call them out and say look you're not doing exactly what you want to say but if i don't know their dreams their goals their aspirations the person they want to be how the fuck can i hold them accountable i do have one point to add and I think we just got to remember that not everyone knows who they want to be. Like, I know yeah. you're very, you're on that journey and it's fucking so dope that you are. But so many people, like a lot of people, have no idea who they want to be or who they even are. And obviously, like, that's the first step, trying to figure out that. But sometimes it might take some time to figure that out. Great person to look at is, I don't know if you guys have been into NFL, but Joe Manziel, who is a... He was probably the biggest college football athlete ever. Like he was, everyone just said, "Oh, this guy's the number one draft pick. He's the best player, and he's me the best player ever in NFL." And he was incredible in college. Gets taken pick one to the Cleveland Browns and just has a horrible season. And there was stuff coming out in the media that he was just a, a bad person to be around, and he, that he, you know, he just didn't look like he really cared. And there's a documentary that came out about him recently. He left football after a while because he just partly because he wasn't good enough, but he didn't care enough. And 
it came out recently. He may be 27, 28 now. And they said, oh, well, you know, who who are you now? And he's like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who I am. Who I, and he's he's looked back on it now and he's accepted that if he wanted to stay in at the professional level, he probably should have done things differently, but he enjoyed what he did. I, like, uh, I think there was – you can't make money in college um, as an athlete. Yep. You know, you weren't allowed to. Now you are. But he was selling T-shirts of himself. Him and his mate were selling T-shirts. He was making money off that. Or it's like, you know, like, so it's tiny things like that that, this, that he was doing because he just wasn't in, invested. And now, like, he, he gets sat down eight years after what he, after everything. And he's like, I still don't know who I am. Like, everyone said I was an NFL football player. I'm not. And he still doesn't know. And I think he was, it kind of shocked me at how accepting of it he was. He was like, I, do I have to, Tell you who I want to be, who I am because I don't I don't even know and I'm okay with it. People don't know who they want to be and get worried and try and force themselves in, into something. I think I actually like that little like not knowing you are but still having the confidence in yourself to, to say not care what yeah. anyone else thinks probably, about that. It's kind of, it helps. He's probably had like the external external success. It's hard when yeah, you're in a yeah. really in a poor situation because you, there's like this almost unspoken pressure to be like, oh no, I'm striving to do more. Like trust me, I'll get there. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I I just found it so interesting that someone at the very top level of anything that they had done uh, could be so open and it, like come, come out of it and be so open as to saying, "I've got no clue." Mm. Like, usually, people like that. You look at them, and I think he's pretty he's, he's pretty well off. This um, Johnny, so I, I think he's he's okay now. He's not struggling, <laughs> but it's like like he's just like I still don't know who, who I am. And I think there's so many people. Like, I remember. Year 12 is a massive, like, this is where this, uh, as soon as you said people don't know who, who they want to be, year 12 is, can either be the make or break for people, because I remember halfway through year 12, I thought I was going to do journalism. Last minute, changed to counterterrorism, because so I was like, ah, oh, you know what, it'll, it'll be interesting. I found it interesting. Got through the first six months, hated every second of it. Move into criminology, which I'm loving now. Yep. But it's like, everyone leaves year 12 thinking that, what they're whatever they're doing after this is who they are for the rest of their life. But how much pressure is put on you exactly. to know yeah. Yeah. to know who you are and what you're going to be? Like it, it's actually crazy now. I think of it like you're asked as a 17 year old, "What are you going to do? What are you actually going to do for the rest of your life?" Earlier, my my girlfriend's brother is who was in year 10, 15, 16. Like he's a young kid, and it's like, all right, so what are you doing at, at university? And they're, they're being made to do these <laughs> tests which show what their career is, is going to be. They're having career counselling. It's like half these kids don't know times tables, let alone what they're going to do in 20 years' time. Oh. I, I I think my dad told me one time, he's like, I, dad was in and out of jobs for a long time. Um, and he was doing a lot of research into like, you know jobs and things like that. He didn't have a degree, so I think he was struggling to find something where you didn't have a degree. And that's why I think people... Are forced into it. Yep. Um, but the average person now, in their career, will go through at least five different career changes. Yeah. So, yep. you can be a tradie, get into your own business, and then do three different other things. And 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 that's the average. Some people do one thing for the rest of their life, but some people might like. And career change, like it's it's not going from being a doctor to being a lawyer. It's going from working retail to working in something else because you just can't find a job. Like it's it's not the best of the best who are earning five hundred thousand dollars a year moving to a different five hundred thousand dollar a year job. 
I think that's it, where I've compared is like when I came out of universe when I came out of school I thought alright this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life hated it shit. and shat myself I think if I was a guidance counsellor I'd and someone says like you can't force someone to be like what do you want to do what do you want to do like, how the fuck am I meant to do I think I'd just say just try something and give it a go for six months like give it a good go don't just half half do it give it a great go and then you know what fail move on to something else that's the only way, like, you can, it's all well and good to say, I don't know who I want to be, I don't know what I want to do, but you've still got to try to do stuff, and I see so many videos on it, and <clears throat> it's fucking true, like, you need to keep trying different things, and it's very uh, ironic I say that, being a sparky, famous, <laughs> but I will be trying something as soon as this shit <laughs> finishes. <laughs> but that, but that's, the, that's the problem, you said, like, I love that. You, you said... We're saying like it's okay to not know what you want to do, but then I think we have we're not willing enough to put ourselves yeah, out there. That's what I was going to say. You can't, can't settle. I think that's I think that's the cause of a lot of a lot of people's unknown identities and the search for purpose and meaning mm-hmm. in their lives is fueled. But it's a lot because of the fact is people don't look. It all links into this whole thing. We're all very surface level humans at the moment. A lot of us are surface level humans and we don't try enough things and think deeply enough about life and we struggle to find purpose and meaning in our lives because we're too busy trying to get a fucking instant gratification, whether it's going out one night trying to sleep with a girl and like, yeah, it'll feel good for what? Like boost your ego for a tiny bit. But then you wake up the next morning and it's the same old story. Nothing actually changes, does it? Nothing Nothing changed. That's that, that's why, and well, I made the comment a while ago that it, it, it's you, you're allowed to accept that you don't know who you are, but I'm not sure you're allowed to accept not trying to figure out who who you are. I think there's so much there's we need purpose in our, in our lives. There's so many studies been done. I can't name any off the top. Off the top, <laughs> top well done, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everyone says that, like, you know, you need to have something. In, in your life Otherwise you live A pretty empty life You're just you living On a fucking spinning rock Yeah you? exactly like, So Whether your purpose is To be the best family member You can be Like it, it can be so little What it To Externally It can be such a little thing yeah. But if If it fills your life With purpose And it's so important Do you know what the problem is With social media though It's because we see These people with these Grand lives mm-hmm. And yeah. we feel like We feel like Our purpose is inadequate yep. For the human existence That we live And we think is this all I'm ever going to amount to? Being, providing, like pushing myself, but providing a good income, enjoying my life. Like, look at these guys. They're millionaires on yachts. It's like, oh, that you, you just feel like, it just feels inadequate. You almost, and all you can do is compare your existence to theirs. And, and I can't help but feel like it's not enough and I'm not doing enough and my life's not enough and I'm not good enough. Who wouldn't, it, it'd be, it's normal to feel like that, that you're not doing it. Who, it's fucked. I don't blame myself for feeling like that. But the moment you have that moment, that realisation in your life where you realise that you control your life, you control the outcomes, you're the narrator of your own story, you control how the fucking book ends, then you it doesn't matter what, so, what happened in someone else's book. This is your book to write. Like what's actually wrong with this being a fucking great dad? <laughs> like... And there'd be people out there just go, fuck, need more. Like, exactly what you said. I'm not going to recite it again. <laughs> but, yeah, it is, it's a struggle. People want more and more and more. And whether that's the dopamine 
um, hits of like getting that money, like the higher yep. income yep. jobs, stuff like that. Because if you see, I don't know, depends what your algorithm is like, but sometimes on my TikTok, it'll be a lot to do with money and these people like with these great online businesses that are fucking mm. killing it yeah. and shot and that how easy it is. Well, actually, it's not easy because <laughs> if it was easy, everyone would do it. We'd be doing it. Um, and s- there's nothing wrong with getting your hands dirty. Think why though? Everyone, <laughs> se- everyone gets a lure. Lu- I've think? been lured. <laughs> I've, <laughs> oh, I've, lu- <laughs> I've been lured into this before. Yeah. You see, like here, make a make this amount of money in this amount of time, and everyone's like, because everyone just sees the surface of it, like financial freedom. Happy life. Oh, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> happy. But no one thinks, why? This is probably, I don't know, it, if not the body comparison, this would be one of the biggest comparisons. Um, money oh, and yeah. the income. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because, yeah. okay, I'll ask you this. If you, oh, you two are both taken, but, and I haven't been on a day in a while, but if you, go, <laughs> if you meet someone, first thing I'll probably ask is, what's your name? Maybe are you single or not? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't say. But one of the first questions is, oh, what do you do? And it's like, does that is that actually my identity? What I do for a job? Like, that's how I get money, yeah, but is it your actual identity? Not really. It doesn't make you are as a person. It, you might be a bit lazy or whatever, but it. Shit. I feel like instant judgment Did comes in. Yeah. Instant judgment comes in with, like, oh, I'm actually clean and I pick up rubbish. I imagine someone's thought show. No, the amount of judgment is instant, and it's it's, it's fucking hard. Like if someone tells you that, it's so hard not to be like, "Oh fuck!" Why are you doing that? I had a job at the cinemas uh, until recently, and I'm 21. So whenever someone asks me what I did for, you know, what what do you do for work? And I've got mates who are tradies. I've got mates who now work in the city in big offices. It's like, oh yeah, casual manager at the cinemas. It's like. Oh yeah, okay, cool. So you you're studying, and then it's like, oh yeah, no, but it's like I was very hesitant. Yeah, because Were you embarrassed I didn't, about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And but, I, I don't blame you because perception. Yeah, and the comparison. I'm comparing myself to these. Correct. I, and yeah. I someone you don't even know. Ten seconds ago, because all my mates have got different uh, like other jobs that and. But why they, they might be ex- they might be jealous of you that you have a chance to yeah. be autonomous and and they work you, a nine to five and I can work and you're doing kind of whenever and I you're doing your uni and you're st- and you're going to have more time to think about how you want to head your life. It's just we live our lives. It's funny because we live our lives so in our heads, like so that's internal. We don't talk, but then we live our lives so externally driven. I, I don't. No, it, I know it's it, a mind fuck. It's yeah. the external seeping into your mind, and then you're you're like thinking about. External. Yeah, <laughs> you know what uh, I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. But, but I think back on the like the first date perception thing. Like, there's times where like, because as soon as I started doing psychology, it was like, oh, I can't wait. Someone else, I'll be like, because they'll, they'll be like, oh, interest, like so interesting, mm, something and different. Like, not yeah, it's the... something different. It's not mainstream. And I, I knew I, I'm not like you got common sense. You say you're doing something like psychology, something slightly different. You know, people perception straight away. Like, oh, he's interesting, or like he's intellectual, and that fits with who I want to be. So it's like. I like when people ask that question because I say that thing. But the more I'm getting into this whole world, I don't even want, I don't even care if they say it, nor is it something I want to talk about myself first. And like you said, 
when you say like, oh, what do you do? And I just think it's because we've been tra- trained to do that. We've been trained yeah. to live like that. But Do they actually care? I don't think so. Yeah, but it does influence them. If you say you do this, it'll influence their perception of oh, after, rather than being like... Old diggers, what? eh? <laughs> you did it. Not that it's a bad thing, but when looking at the video that you're trying to make, and I won't talk about what, what it is, and you put, it's my name, how old I am, and what I do, and I'm a student. Mm. Tom Hooper put his name and what he does. What it's, it I think it's just down what he did. I think yeah. it's perspective. Nothing, not, that it's, uh, not that it's a bad thing. I think, yeah, I but think what am I going to write? Good bloke. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking is he? <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I get you're just trying to show well, the, yeah. the variety of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I know what you mean, though. Yeah, but it's it's why, did, why did your mind instantly think I have to have his name, his age, and what he does? I I where it, I'm from. I think it's for perspective and categorization. Yeah, actually, it's just context. But it's an example of why is it actually why is your job. The thing, but you did it subconsciously, right? That categorizes yeah. you. Why is it your job? I'm not. But we're he, just talking but now, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, no, I'm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying. Yeah. Oh, Egan, I don't take care. It fucking out. Yeah, but um, like, um, why do we instantly think that what people do with their jobs is who they are? There's definitely maybe we don't. Some of us do. I don't. I, if someone tells me what they do, I'm. I'm not like that. I'm not just gonna. Yeah, that's good. But so it's it's. But okay, you're telling me it's pretty hard not to have the. Subconscious judgment If someone tells you I'm a rubbish collector A hundred percent Because I guess that's That's actually Sort of society's fault They just Put it down here In terms of Income and Yeah but Are we gonna beat around Like Here's what I don't get Though Here's what I don't understand I feel like So many of us Are not happy With who we are Yeah, We're striving for more We want more I want more I wanna become Better at the things I do how can I how can I live a life and grow and become a person and I'm gonna become this person? It's because it's gonna become externally externally validated because money will come, um, respect will come, all this stuff's gonna come. But <laughs> what's guaranteed is you not is you might not be happy inside. Mm. Because external success does not guarantee internal success oh, or have mate, no, not at all, not at all. I think I know it's obvious, but like, so. no, not really. I wouldn't say so. A lot of pe- yeah, but because uh, like someone like Braden who came on, someone like Braden came on, and he 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 thought, oh, all my happiness comes from external validation. Like, how many people actually think like and, that? And I don't know. I, I think and I'm going to an extreme level here, but Robin Williams, who unfortunately passed away, everyone was shocked when they found out. Yep, because he was the funniest, most loved actor. You know, of all time because yeah. he's it was just so, and he spoke so highly of mental health as mm. as well. But he and he was so successful externally, but internally he felt like he wasn't. Enough. And I think he actually said it kind of in a joking manner. And I I, I remember reading and no hearing him say it a couple of years after he passed and thinking, fuck, he was he actually. He, he made comments that no one picked up on because everyone saw him as the funniest comedian that was, you know, the most down-to-earth person in, in the world, but we didn't take in. And we can see it in a... Everyone compares... I, if I was to compare myself to him, I'm going, well, fuck, he, he was so successful. Yeah. But if he compared himself to me, he goes, well, he was happy. Oh. Why, why do we look at how successful someone was compared to how happy someone was. I, I, and you Good see it extreme, all the time. Yeah. You can have everything in the world, pretty much what he had. If well, you look external. What did he say? He said, 
suicide is a permanent oh, solution to a no a permanent yeah no permanent solution to a no it's not a solution no, per, yeah, no, permanent, it's not a permanent, permanent solution. solution to a fixable problem it's something like that like it's, it was it's something along like along those lines and f- for someone like that who spoke so highly of of mental health I think it's kind of an answer maybe. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll for someone after. so highly, to, who spoke about mental health so highly, to then find, see that as a resolution, I think we spoke about it in the first podcast we did with you, Jack, to, like, to, for someone to go to such an, an extreme level, you look back and go, fuck, he, he, had, a, he had everything. You look at it and go, he yeah, had everything. Externally. Externally, he had everything. He's, he was set for life because he could have done anything he wanted, would have been paid millions of dollars. Why did I just think... But, but why am I compare? Why am I thinking? If, oh, he's just gonna get millions of dollars for the rest of his life. But, but why? If, yeah. If his last, let's say he, I don't know his journey experience, but let's say his last two years, he only started feeling down. His last two years. Mm. Well, how do we? What do we put the other years down to? Like, what is it? I know, in the end, we're all gonna die. But if if we're talking about life being meaningful through the journey, if if we're going, let's say life's a mountain and suddenly suicide, death, un- unforeseen circumstance, we fall off the mountain. Was that climb, how do we, what, how do we just define that climb? What makes it meaningful? If it, it didn't end, you? if you didn't get to the top of the mountain, because let's say like 90 years old, you didn't get to the top of the mountain. What is it the way you live? Did I you have fun on, on the way up. I but, think, or, but did it actually matter? Like, because once you're dead, really you're dead. Ma- like, did it really actually matter? Or was it about the people oh, you? Is it the Jack, people you? Hello. Is what it the did people you just say? <laughs> did it, it yeah. what, did you, what did you say? <laughs> did it actually matter? <laughs> did what you do actually? <laughs> well, nothing. Did it actually oh. matter if you were happy for that whole time once you're dead? Because I think it's it sort of comes back to the eulogy. It's how the people are speaking about you now and. Obviously, those people that are speaking about you, they're going to die too. So it's not going to live. On yeah, but forever. you can't. You can't live. You can't. I love that, but you can't live like thinking my life's valuable if I die. People yeah. speak well. You hit me. Me with the vulnerable yeah. question. I'm, I'm going to hit you with one. What do people say in your 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 your? Oh, oh fucking hell! What's What's the first three sentences? Don't have to like say, "Oh, Jack Mack was this person." Like, <laughs> what, what are the pointers that? <laughs> yeah, I think I'd start off with uh, my job. <laughs> <laughs> what, that's what, <laughs> first of all, what do you hope someone would say? And second of all, what, what do you think someone would say? Well, I think, fuck, the reason I started this journey was to try and change that, um, trying to become a better person, a bit kinder. Um, fuck. What, what's three things you hope someone would say? It depends who you ask. Okay, let's let's say like my best mates. Or if someone or, came or to someone a funeral, someone came I don't know to who your best mate would, is. No, don't think about other people. Stop thinking about other people. What would you want to hear? What would make you feel like your life's worthy because they've said? So don't think about who's going to say it. Yep. What? Mm. He made me laugh. He he was awesome to be around. Like I wanted to be. I want to be around him. Not all the time because that's a bit too much. But <laughs> I liked being around this bloke. He had good energy. I feel like I could like felt his like love um, for me and all my mates. Um, he was a semi decent footballer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, 
Yeah, that's more than three things. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So well, I can I keep like going if you guys want. Plenty more. <laughs> but um, that's a no, good it's, thing, it's, that's that's a good thing that you like. But do you see yourself like you see yourself doing that? Not, you s- not uh, I'm getting there. I'm yeah, getting there. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are helping me for sure. But there it is. Like we Dug spoke deeper. about it earlier. Dug deeper it's now. Not yeah. How great you are! It's we. You have to start to be great. Yeah, and. Greatness in like it's probably a different word, but yeah, you it's have, not greatness. It's just yeah, you have to you have to start to be better, I guess. I don't know, or no, because you're a good person regardless. Well, yeah. you know how you're speaking about your mates and whether you've got good ones, bad ones, and who's around you, all that sort of stuff, and they affect you. I'm sort of like exposing him right now. I won't say his name, but uh, Sunday, I was hanging out with him and a couple others. Or Saturday, or Sunday. I don't know. And I think he was, I think he judged someone for what they're doing with their job, funny enough. Like, I think their career. And I just said, fuck. I called him out. I said, what? Like, why do you actually care? Why does it matter what he's doing? And they, all my mates call me fucking Dr. Phil now. <laughs> <laughs> since, start, since joining the podcast. But, um, which I, I get a laugh out of. I think it's funny as fuck. I'm not Dr. Phil by any, <laughs> any means, but... Um, <laughs> I can't get over that. <laughs> ask, <laughs> sort it. <laughs> yeah, have a quick laugh, boys. <laughs> I, I did say in my eulogy I wanted people to laugh, so keep going. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> keep going. Um, but yeah, I'd, just calling him out, I was like... And I've called this person... Like He's one of my best mates. I won't say his name, but he's honestly one of my best mates, and he knows it. And I think it's because he... Huh? I don't know. It, he he's thinking of like my past me, and I'm not not to say that yeah, my yep. past me is all yep. gone, but he's thinking about like what that per, like what I would have said in the past, and he's that looking is at you before you correct, look to change. We've yeah. spoken yeah. about this before, yeah. um, and this other time I called him out, similar reason I think, and he called me a hypocrite, and I was like fuck. That actually hurt. Like that stuck with me. That was like a couple of weeks ago. He said that it's still stuck with me now. And I'm like. I can't wait for him to hear this. But I was just like, fuck, am I a hypocrite? Or am I just I'm just trying to change? I've said shit on this podcast before that I've gone, I was that, like I'm look, not looking down on someone, but I'm saying, oh, this isn't right. Or, you know, we, we need to be nicer to people. And then I'm like, oh, I was a pretty, I remember myself being a pretty shitty person a while ago not, and <laughs> said shitty things before. Along your journey, you don't have to be perfect. Though. No, no, no. Like, yeah. fuck, you're on the journey for a reason. You're learning still. You're gonna make mistakes. Like, like we always. Well, I've said like, why are we judging people? Like, I still judge people. I, I'm just trying oh, not to judge gosh. people. I'm trying to catch myself because I, I just don't want to be that person that just judges people. My girlfriend is perfect at it. I would, I'd say something about someone, and she would turn to me and it's like. What's what's the point? Why have you just said that? And I like, love oh that. shit! Okay. I like that she actually calls you out. And oh, too. all the time, right? and is not afraid to do it as well. She's like, we'll just polite, not politely. She would just out of her way, just go. You were just that's not okay. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, and, and hits me in the face. Pretty and much. Oh, this is winding it back. Well, sorry, boys, but <laughs> I was meant to say. It. Um, you know, I asked you. Um, What's one thing One thing that you've taken from you being around your mates? And you mm. said, what did you say again? You said... The, the Connell's game is kind of life together. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I've fucking been around JP a lot this year. And his kindness is... Unmatched. It, I don't think... 
I've met anyone like it. Like, he is honestly one of the nicest blokes going around. And I think that comes from his family. He's definitely got that from his family. And he is honestly, like, I'm trying, like, I compare myself with him, with how kind yep. he is. Yep. And I look at myself, like, how I used to be. And, like, like during school. He's going to love this. He's gonna yeah, love he, will, <laughs> he will love this. Um. And, yeah, I'll compare myself to how I was at school and then I'll compare that to um, JP and I'll go, fuck, there is, like, I can't even show you how big the difference is. Mm. And I'm just trying to Narrow make it. that yeah. a lot smaller, that yep. gap's a lot smaller. Um, so, yeah, JP, little plug for you, mate. What you've just said as well, you can put that into a negative context as well, is where we look at social comparison in a bad way. I distinctly remember back in, like, year nine, year when social hierarchy was important to me. Fucking hell. And I, I remember yep. saying to mum, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to this guy's house. Like, and she's like, oh, okay. Fuck. And it's like, who is this person? It's like, oh, you know, it's like most popular guy at school and you know, I'm mm. finally going, you know, I'm finally in. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in the group. I'm, I'm, what you just said, you're trying to narrow the gap. I'm trying to narrow the gap to being best friends with this person yeah. because I thought their life was incredible. Whereas now, like, it's like, it doesn't matter. I, I've got my best mates who I... There is no more social hierarchy. I was just, as soon as you leave school, that there is no social that hierarchy. That just disappears and you're just all equal. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah, we, then we go into societies. Oh, no, I'm talking about like... Invisible hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like the At school, popular status. Let's say there's mm. one to... Like there's one through to 250. And where I sat... In that 250, mattered the most to me. Yeah. Year nine, year ten, I just remember trying my hardest to get myself up this social. Like I, I did just doing science projects, and I'm just like, oh, trying to be with, be with the them, most yeah. popular people because the more you're around them, the more you hope that they like you. But it didn't matter. I, 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 I had my friends. Why didn't I just stick with the people who I enjoyed being around? I'm probably very lucky that I wasn't in that case. Like I probably was up the um, you know the higher end of the scale, not to like brag or anything. That I just end up being that way, but that does not make you a nice person or a good person at all. It probably makes you a worse person. Yeah, because I, I, you you look at the people down the bottom and you think they're like what do you mean lesser by than worse? You? Huh? What, what would you de- define by you saying like worse? But uh, like I don't think you know, I, I, was, I don't I think they're as kind, and I don't think they respect. I this people who I'm talking about who are, look I. They're great people now, but looking back on it, there's a lack of respect that they had for others. Yeah, and that, that was me. Yeah. I whole admittedly say that like, I was not a kind person at, at all, and I I didn't look down on them, but I just you just don't think they're like... You saw yourself above them. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like, pff, yeah. why the fuck oh, did I do that? And, and Probably still to this day, I reckon people do it. Like, even <laughs> oh, our age. Like, I... I love meeting new people and I don't care yeah. where they are in life. Like, I, one of my favourite things is actually just meeting a new person. Like it's fucking cool learning what they've, like their story, where they've come from. Um, I think what with this meeting new people and like, I don't know about you blokes, but I remember I, whenever I meet someone new or if someone like, I had this feeling like I had to become best friends with them so it scared me away from wanting to meet new people. I think... I don't know if that's no, just no, me. No, 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 no. I, I I'm not laughing for that. I'm laughing because it's it's true. It's not true. I never had the problem, but I feel like a lot of people would be like that. that. Well, if I get to know this person, I have to be friends with them. It becomes be like friends. Yeah, there has to be. There's like this. Learning. 
yeah, there's like this like unspoken not rule, like this unspoken agreement that like when you get to know this person, that like you're going to keep getting to know them. And it has to, it's like when you start talking to a new girl for the first time, what, what, something has to break. Like you're going to either <laughs> date or like it's going to get more and more or you're not going to talk. Like it, it's, I felt like that with, with, with everybody. It was like you, you keep seeing them more and more. They're either going to become closer to you or you're, not, you're going to not be friends with them. And that, like from when I look back on high school, it pretty much it ended up being like that. Um, my, it's either I have from high school. It's either they got really like a few really good friends, a couple, and then just don't talk to the other people. Shit, it's a big like it's it's such a broad topic, and you can put it into so many different situations. And I think everyone's got their own comparisons, and we probably haven't spoken about them all. Okay, then to end to end it with oh, something. No one keep going. So <laughs> I'm end, laughing. End it with something. End it with something yeah. hard, like because this could quickly go on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 